there's lots of different facets to overall health beyond just what the scale number says. Hey, welcome to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Fullerton. I'm a certified personal trainer, a registered nurse, and I am passionate about teaching people how to fit fitness into their busy lives. Bad crash diets, gimmicky fitness trends, and over-restriction are not welcome here. Instead, I am focused on helping you build fitness habits that are sustainable, realistic, and enjoyable. I want to help you take the next step towards your fitness goals. So let's get into it. Hey there, Coach Sarah here. Welcome to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about progress metrics. We're going to be talking about the use of scale weight as a progress metric and why I believe it should not be the only metric that you use to track progress. And then we're also going to go over several different examples of different progress metrics that you can add into scale weight if you choose to measure your progress over time. And this episode... The inspiration behind this episode came from the nutrition certification that I am currently enrolled in and hopefully will be finished with um, within the month when this podcast goes live. I'm, hopefully, I'll be just a couple weeks away from finishing and becoming an official uh, certified nutrition coach. In the course of my studies uh, in this program, it's called Precision Nutrition Level 1, the recent chapter that I reviewed was talking about progress metrics and different metrics that we as coaches can use to track progress with clients. And I was really inspired by this for many reasons, but I thought this is a great topic for a podcast episode because in my years of coaching and in my experience working with clients, the overwhelming majority, and again, this is this is not everybody, but an overwhelming majority of people that I work with desire to change their scale weight in some way, either to increase or decrease. Usually the scale weight is a very focused metric that clients like to use to track progress. Now I'm going to start off right away by saying that I have no problem with that. I think that measuring scale weight and different body composition measurements together with scale weight, I think scale weight should be always included in and amongst other metrics that we're measuring. It should never be the only one. And we can get into that in a little bit. But I have no problem with that. I think that that is valuable data that we can use to track progress. However, like I just alluded to before, it should never be the singular only metric that we use. And there's many reasons why. Number one, it doesn't really tell us the whole story, right? Because our scale weight, one number, doesn't tell us what the body composition is. And what I mean by that is the ratio of uh, body fat, which we all need, our bodies all, we all need fat to live, and lean body mass, which is bones, muscles, organs, and all the rest of the stuff that make up your body. And number two, just to provide a general overview, scale weight will fluctuate from day to day, week to week, month to month. It is very natural and normal for women especially, and men do, and this happens to men as well, but for women especially, our weight will fluctuate in regards to our hormonal cycle. And again, I'm talking about women specifically. Men, this does happen to you as well, but what I was referencing earlier was referring to the menstrual cycle that occurs in biological females. But it's very common for a fluctuation of three to maybe even five pounds on average for a, fl- a normal fluctuation. So when people get really hyped up in the numbers, 
they get upset if they see any sort of deviation from one singular number. And our bodies just don't work like that. Different hydration levels, how much water you're holding on to, whether or not you've eaten, whether or not you've had a bowel movement, all of these factors factor into what the scale is going to tell you. So again, it is good, useful data to track over time so you can get averages over time that kind of account for those fluctuations from day to day and week to week. But you also need to add in other progress metrics as well, because there's lots of different facets to overall health beyond just what the scale number says. And I actually did an Instagram reel about this several months ago that illustrates this point as well. So go ahead and take a listen to that. I'm going to share with you a little aspect of my coaching style that might surprise you. Are you ready? I don't care how much my clients weigh. That's not to say that I don't track weight or body composition measurements while I'm coaching my clients. If their goal is fat loss, that is good data that we can use to track progress. What I'm saying is, is that not everybody needs to lose weight, number one, or wants to lose weight, number two. There are a lot of different and equally, if not more important metrics that I like to track with my clients as they go through coaching with me. Things like strength development, workout consistency, workout intensity, nutrient-dense food availability, energy levels, sleep patterns, sexual health. All of those factors are important in a holistically healthy person. So if we're hitting success in all of those areas, who cares what the scale says? That's just what I think. So really the whole point of that Instagram reel that I had made was kind of to plant the seed in your brain of thinking about health and progress in maybe a different way than you had thought about it previously. A lot of clients that I work with come to me very, very hyper-focused on scale weight. And again, that is good data. There's nothing wrong with tracking that data. But what I like to encourage them to do is to choose some other metrics, and we'll go over um, just a few, not an exhaustive list, but just a few now that you can add into to track your progress in a more holistic and well-rounded way. So we're going to spend the remainder of this episode just kind of going over a couple different progress metrics that I like to use with my clients or that I like to suggest that they use. Because again, progress looks different to every person. Every person's definition of progress for them will be unique. So take what you want and leave the rest. Every person's definition, like I said, of progress is unique. So what is really important to one person may not be as important to another. So again, this is not an exhaustive list. This is a list that is inspired by my precision nutrition coaching materials. So if you want to dive deeper into this or want to learn more, you can check out their website at precisionnutrition.com. So let's go ahead and dive in and chat a little bit about progress metrics. So these metrics are divided into two very general categories. And if you're familiar with uh, collecting data for science purposes, you'll be familiar with these two categories. So we're going to divide them into subjective and objective metrics. And the difference between the two is subjective. You think about it being subjective. So that's up to the opinion of the person. So that is really what you are deciding how you feel for yourself. On the flip side, objective data is more hard factual data that's not really up for interpretation. So subjective data is a little bit more nuanced and up for interpretation, whereas objective data is uh, 
raw number of factual piece of information. And we'll go over the differences, uh, starting with subjective uh, metrics. So a great example of subjective metrics are just your general energy level. So how are you feeling from day to day? How is your activity level? Do you feel like you are able to do tasks easier as you've uh, progressed with your workouts and improved your nutrition? That's a great one, a subjective um, metric. Another one is your general overall mood, maybe how calm you feel, um, how you're able to participate in your normal everyday activities, etc. And then another one that I really like is this one can kind of fall under both. So this will be kind of a bridge into objective, but sleep quality is a subjective metric. So how rested do you feel? Now, notice how I said quality and not quantity. Quantity, let's say the number of hours that you're sleeping, would be an objective metric. Does that make sense? So we've got sleep quality, how rested you feel when you wake up. That is a subjective metric. If you're looking at it from an objective or that raw data piece, you would say, what's the quantity or how many hours am I sleeping each night? That is a actual number. Is it five hours or is it seven hours or six or whatever? That is an actual raw number that you can record to track your progress. So objective data, you think more about numbers when you think about objective. So objective is numbers, subjective is more emotion and feelings. So objective data, scale weight, like we talked about in the beginning of this episode, scale weight is an objective piece of data. It is one number, so we can record that and track it over time. Another objective metric that I really like to have my clients track over time is their workouts. So there's lots of objective data that we can do with our workouts. We can talk about workout consistency. How many workouts have you done within a period of time? We can talk about the numbers within the workouts. If you're doing strength training, you can talk about how many sets you're doing, how many repetitions of each exercise you're doing, how much weight are you lifting with each exercise. These are all numbers that we can track over time to see how you're improving, which I really like to do because those numbers do not lie. You can see on your record in black and white how when you first started this exercise, you could only do five repetitions with this weight. And now you're doing seven, eight, nine repetitions at this weight and the exercise feels easier. That means you are getting stronger. And one of the biggest progress metrics that I like to track with my clients, and I think you'll probably guess what it is, is consistency. How consistent are you being with whatever behavior, action, or skill we are trying to develop to move you in the direction that you want to go? Consistency is so big because consistency is what causes that ripple effect that leads to sustainable change. So if you're being consistent with whatever task uh, you're pursuing, probably means that you are enjoying it and that you are also enjoying the benefits and the results that you're getting. So that's what's going to keep you consistent. It's kind of a snowball effect rolling down a hill. And I think a lot of people don't really think about consistency being a progress metric, but trust me when I tell you that that is a very strong indicator of success over time. So don't forget to track consistency. So I think the main message I want you to take away from this episode is that if you have in the past or even currently been tracking only scale weight as your measure of progress over time, I would encourage you to adopt some different metrics in addition to scale weight if if 
tracking the scale weight is something that is important to you, please continue to do so. But I would encourage you to also integrate some of these other subjective and objective metrics, a mix of the two. Pick the ones that are meaningful and important to you and track those prog- that progress over time because I think it will help you see forward progress in many different ways because if you're only measuring one metric and you have a plateau or you're starting to have a struggle in that area, then you can easily pivot if you're looking at different areas. It'll help motivate you to keep going if you're seeing progress in other areas if you're struggling in one. Because again, this is all about well-rounded, holistic health. And you cannot have well-rounded health by following just one measure of progress. So I hope that you found this episode helpful. If you want to dive into this subject further, I'm going to link an article from Precision Nutrition in the show notes called, and this is a great title, it's called When the Scale Sucks, Seven Better Ways to Know if Your Nutrition Plan is Working. It dives deeper into some of these progress metrics for you. You can learn a little bit more about that. Again, I will link that article for you in the show notes of this episode on my website, nextstepfitness.com. I hope you guys have a fantastic week and I'll catch you in the next episode. Hey there, thank you so much for listening to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure you subscribe. Ready to take the next step? Consider writing a review or sharing this podcast with a friend. I would love to hear from you. If you have any fitness or nutrition related questions, please send them to podcast at nextstepfitness.com. Remember, the next has no E. It's nxtstepfitness.com. You can find me on Instagram at Sarah C. Fullerton and on Facebook at Coach Sarah with Next Step Fitness. Remember to check out my website, nextstepfitness.com. There you can find the show notes for this episode, information on my one-on-one coaching programs, and additional bonus content. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, remember, just focus on taking the next step, because that's what will lead to lasting success. Talk to you soon.